This is a great morning to be in church. I am extremely humbled and honored to be here, to be able to listen, to consume God's word, to be challenged by the man and the woman whom God blessed us and graced us with to hear from this morning. Now, before I give an introduction to who this couple is, I want to challenge you. Actually, it's not even a challenge. I don't even want to give you an opportunity to say no to this. So here's my mandate to all of you. Grab your phone. Turn it off. Seriously, if you cannot live for 40 minutes without your phone, we got problems. But turn it off because... We need to honor our speaker this morning. We need to give our full attention to what God's going to say to him. Because I do believe to my core that there's going to be something foundational and fundamental for us as a church to hear. That's exactly part of what God is doing in our church. So let's, let's give him the honor by paying attention and focusing and leaning in. And so let's get off our phones. We don't need to do that. We'll have the verses on the screen for you. You don't need to tweet or Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, anything else that's on there. Your email can wait. We are blessed to have in our midst a couple by the name of Yang and Grace Kai. Phenomenal people whom the Lord has used significantly, significantly over many, many, many years. They've been missionaries in Asia for well over 20 years. They are a pastor, missionary, founder of this organization called T4T, which you can see the books out there, which is training for teachers. Ying and his wife Grace, and let's just be honest, Grace is definitely the stronger part of this couple, even though she's going to be sitting there, but she's, she's definitely the, the strength in it. But they truly are heroes. They are missionary heroes. There are inspirations. And even though they will be very deflecting and pushing up to Jesus, which is right and which is true, they reflect a life that says yes to the Lord. What we use and say here, a predetermined yes, they keep saying yes to the Lord, keep saying yes to the Lord, keep saying yes in obedience. And God does tremendous things. He has done tremendous things through their life. Case in point. They are responsible and part of planting well over 150,000 churches. Yeah. 150,000 churches. It's, it's been said and reported that about 1.7 million people attribute their conversion to Christianity as a result of this couple. And it, it is truly an honor to have them here to be able to challenge our hearts, to help us see and to live a life on mission. In fact, one of my favorite things that I read, I'm going to ask you to come on up because I, could, I, could, I got a whole slew of things here and I don't want to embarrass you any more than I could. But one of my favorite things that I saw was that they, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you look for two types of people. People who are lost and people who are saved. And if you find people who are lost, you share Jesus with them. And if you find people who are saved, you say, multiply your life. I love that. And that's exactly what we've been striving for as a church, as we want to help people to meet, know, and follow Jesus. So church, please show the honor and give the respect to Ying Kai this morning. Thank you so much.
Thank God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. We honor you. We want you to worship you. Please speak to us. Holy Spirit, please ring down to us and speak to us. Let us listen to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I want to share with you the four different calling for us to share the gospel. Four different calling to us to share the gospel. The first calling from the above. In Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah worshiped in the temple, he had vision from the heaven, and he heard the calling from the above. God said, who we can send? Who can go for us? He answered the calling. He said, I'm here. Please send me. In New Testament, also Jesus called us from the above. Jesus said, go to share gospel to all nations. Make everybody be my disciple. Today we need to answer the calling from the above. My wife, Grace, and I, we serve God almost 50 years. But we always use a very traditional way to share gospel. Until the end of 1994, we became missionaries. Our first term, we, we were in Hong Kong. We were church printers. But during that time, we still use a very traditional method to share gospel and start the church. But each year, from two of us, we can lead around 40 to 60 people become Christian. And each year, we can start one new church. But until year 2000, Holy Spirit touched our heart, called us, transfer our mission work from Hong Kong, get into the big country. After we pray, then we make decision. We need to obey and follow Holy Spirit direction. So we apply to transfer our work. After we transfer into the country, we just find out our new mission area. There are three cities very near Hong Kong. And the population in these three cities includes factory workers, over 20 million. Over 20 million. So Grace and I, we talk about if for the next three years, how many people we can let them be Christian? How many people we can let them to know Jesus? How many churches we can start? But before in Hong Kong, every three years, not over 200 new believers, right? And only three churches. But in here, over 20 million population, Christian, only 0.5%. We really don't know how to, how can do it. Then we talk about, okay, if we work very hard, if in the next three years, if we can lead over 10,000 new believers and 10 churches, compare 20 million, the number is still too small. So every day we pray and we study Bible. We ask God, please help us. Show us the best strategy, how we can use in our ministry and show us which way is the first way we can share the gospel? Every day we study the Bible 
anyway prayer. Until one day, in midnight, suddenly we just find out the best strategy is in Jesus' great commission. In Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20, you know, Jesus said, first, Jesus said, go to share gospel. But we always say, come, right? We always encourage our church members, please bring people, come over to our church. Please invite people, come over to our church, you know. But Jesus does not say, come. In here, Jesus said, go. You know why? Because they are lost. They don't know where is the door. We need to go out to find the lost. We cannot wait people at our church. We cannot wait people at our home. We need to go out to find the lost. So the first one, Jesus said, go, not come. Second, Jesus said, share gospel to all nations. Share to everyone. But we always, when we share gospel, we always try to choose somebody to share with them. But Jesus said, share to everyone. I you remember Jesus gave a story. Jesus said, there have a farmer. He went out sowing the seed. This farmer very strange. His farmer, he should be know which land is good soil, right? But the farmer sowed the seed. Some fell in the dry place, some in the roadside, some in the hard place. No any resolve. But some in the good soil can got fruit 30 times, 60 times, 100 times. So from here we understand, share gospel, sow the seed is our responsibility. But the Holy Spirit can move people's heart, can let the seed grow up. So when you share to everyone, don't choose. So number two, share to everyone, don't choose. Number three, Jesus said, make everybody, make them be my disciple. In here, Jesus not say, okay, let them be my follower. Or Jesus say, okay, let them be only the name of the Christian, or only the name of some church members, you know. But Jesus say, make them be my disciple. So during that time, Grace and I, we talk about what it means for the disciple. Then we find out a disciple, he needs to learn everything from his master to teach him. And until one day, he also can be a master to teach other people. So give us idea. We will train everybody, become the trainer to train others. Training for trainers, T for T. You know, and we believe every Christian, even brand new believer, until he can train others so he can grow up, be a disciple. If not, he's still only the name is the Christian, or the name is church members. So number three is make everybody be a disciple not only church members. Number four, Jesus said, baptizing them by Father, Son, and Holy Spirit name. We all understand baptism like our testimony, right? In here, you have freedom. Anytime, anywhere, you can share Jesus' love with anybody, no problem. But in the whole world, many countries, many places, people not allow you to share Jesus' love. But thank God, Anywhere, any place, you can share your own story. Nobody can stop you, right? So we need to use this strategy, train our trainer. Everybody use your own simple, your simple story to share Jesus' love. That's number four. Number five, Jesus said, what I teach you, you need to according the same way to teach them. For our traditional way, 
after we lead people become Christian, then we put them in the church. I think our job is finished. Pastor, right now it's your job. Deacon, right now it's your job, right? But not, not finished yet. Once we lead people become Christian, immediately we need to train them by ourselves until they can be a trainer to train others. You know, we need to train them until they can be a trainer to train others. Number six, in Jesus' great commission, Jesus said, obey. Once we obey, we can receive the great, great promise from our Jesus Lord. Jesus said, surely I will be with you. Jesus not say, okay, maybe I will be with you. No. Jesus said, surely I will be with you. Until what? Tomorrow? Until next week? No. Until what? Forever. The end of the age. Right? Your parents can be with you how long? Your husband can be with you how long? Who can give you the promise? I will be with you. Until how long? But Jesus promised us. But the idea is we obey Jesus' great commission. So in that midnight, Grace and I will make decision. Okay, we need to obey Jesus' great commission. Train everybody, be a trainer, be a disciple. Not only church members. So in the end of November, year 2000, we went to our new mission area. Our first training group, only 30 farmers. We make decision. We will train them to be a disciple. So we use Jesus' Great Commission to challenge them. Then we ask everybody, you need to write down your name list. All people relate to you. Your family person, your relative, your neighbors, your good friend, anybody you know them, but they are non-Christian, you need to write down their name. After, they are, after you write down your name, name list, you need to pray by them, name by name. Every day pray for them. And you need to share Jesus' love with, with them and let them become Christian. And train them become the trainer to train others. You know. And you need to start your own training group. Because right now I train you to be a disciple. Not only my team member or church member. And you need to write down another name list. All your Christian friends, you need to immediately train them, become the trainer to train others. Then we write down, in the whole world, only two kind of people, right? Your pastor just mentioned the two kind of people. No other people. Safe and lost. For the lost, we need to share Jesus' love with them and let them become Christian and immediately train them, become the trainer to train others. For the Christian friends, you need also need immediately to train and become the trainer to train others. Make everybody be a Jesus disciple, be a trainer, not only church members. So we do this way. You know, once we obey Jesus' great commission, we just find out our life totally changed. Our trainer's life totally changed. You know, only after three months, from the 30 farmers, they lead over 200 new believers. They started 27 small groups. I remember before in Hong Kong, three years, not over 200 new believers. But right now, we obey Jesus' great commission. In three months, from the 30 farmers, the result better than our three years' result. 
So in the same time, in every city, every town, every house church, every government-registered open church, and every factory, everywhere, we train everybody to become the disciple. Only two kind people, right? So we train everyone to be a disciple. We just find out totally different. The result totally different. God blessing us. I tell you, everywhere, the result over our thought. And only after 13 months, from the first group, the 30 farmers, only from the first group, the 30 farmers, after, after 13 months, they share gospel to 17 different towns. And they lead over 10,000 new believers. They start 906 small groups. We cannot image. But this is what? Because Jesus be with us. Totally different. So today, I will encourage you, answer the calling from above. Jesus called us, go to share God to all nations. Make everybody be my disciple. So thank God. Then T4T not only work in our area. Right now, in the whole world, over 180 different countries, people use the T4T. Many, many mission organizations, many missionaries, many people group, they use the T4T every year. We got a report, million, million people believe in Jesus. Thank God. After 2013, God opened the door for us. Because we cannot win back to my, our field, the security problem. We cannot go back. We're really sad. But God opened the whole world, gave it to us. So from 2013 until before the COVID, Grace and I, we already travel training in over 50 different countries. You know, today we pray for Ukraine. We're training in Ukraine three times. You know. A lot of people, Ukraine people, their life changed because T4T. A group, a mission group, they serve in South Kia. They gave us a testimony. He said, after we use the T4T, in two years, they started 2,000 new churches. Many people's lives changed. But today, they have difficult times. Before we have planned, this year we will win back to Ukraine. But right now, we don't know what happened. They just transferred our book to Ukrainian and Russian language. But we don't know what happened. So we pray for them. You know, but God loved the whole world. Not only loved me or only loved somebody, but God loved the whole world, every single person. If we obey and answer the calling from the above, I don't know your situation. When I share gospel in East Asia, many times those people will ask me, hey, where are you are God? Show me your God. I will believe in your God. I say, why? He said, because we, we worship the Buddhist, you know, Buddhist in the Buddhist temple over there, right? Then we worship the God of stone, the stone here. We work the tree of God, you know, the tree is here. But where you are God? Show me your God. I will believe in your God. I, oh, how I can do that? You know, I'm so sad. When I went back home, I kneeled down, I prayed. I said, Heavenly Father, I know you're here. 
You are Almighty God, but how I can present you, let them to, to see you? I can. Why give me the trouble? How about we make a deal? God, you just suddenly come down from the heaven and very loudly announce, I am God, everybody believing in me. Finish, right? <laughs> but later, I understand I was wrong. Yes, our God is almighty God. He has ability. Anytime he can suddenly come down. But our God is holding his God. Our God is stretching his God. But who we are? We are sinner. Once the sinner means the holy God, you know what happened. We need to receive the judge. And we will perish. We will die. Right? But thank God. Our God, not only the holiness God, the righteousness God. Another side, God feels the love and the mercy. Because his love and his mercy, he sent his only son, Jesus, came to earth, died for us. And God promised us, anybody believing Jesus, we will cover by Jesus' blood. God will call us, it's a righteous person. So before, Many people, they obey God's calling from the above. So they share Jesus' love for you, for me. So today, we'll be saved. We're already covered by Jesus' blood. So today, anytime we can meet our God, no problem. We're not scared, right? But today, how many people relate to us, around us? They still don't know Jesus. So today, God has a need. God called you, called me. Who I can send? Who can go for us? Today you need an answer. Please, like Isaiah said, please send me. I'm here. The first calling from the above. The second calling from below. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus gave us a story. They have two persons, Lazarus and the rich man. When they both die, the rich man get in hell and suffer over there. But when he look at the heaven, he just find out Lazarus in the Abraham side. So he asked Abraham, he said, my father, would you please send Lazarus come over? Use his small finger, give me a dip of water because I'm in here. I'm so pain. But when he understand, when he find out, they cannot cross to each other. In Luke chapter 16, Verse 27, 28, what did he say? He said, my father, I beg you, please send Lazarus back to my hometown, to my house. For what? Because I still have five brothers. I don't want they also come to here, torment here. You know, Jesus gave the story. Let, let us listen. Hear the calling from below. Somebody suffering in the hell. He called us, please help my family person. Help my good friend. Help my family. I don't want they also come to here, suffer here. You know, maybe today it's the last chance you can meet somebody. Maybe tomorrow the chance never come back. You never know. If today you are not sharing gospel, maybe tomorrow you lost him. I was hospital chaplain for 20 years. One day, 
in the afternoon around 3 p.m. A nurse called me. He said, Pastor, please come here. We, are, we have a young man. He's a drug user. Right now, he's very uncomfortable. Please come to comfort him. So I went to the war. I, when I get in the room, I found out he's a very strong, 30 years old young man. And both arms, a lot of tattoo, but he's a drug user. So policemen put him in the hospital, try to help him. But right now, the drug come out. He's very uncomfortable, a lot of tears, a lot of noise. You know, in my heart, I 100% understand he needed Jesus' love. But in my professional knowledge, talk to me. Right now, it's not a good timing because right now he's very uncomfortable. No peace to listen to your message. And I understand many drug users, usually in the early morning, will more clear mind. So I make decision. I say, okay, right now I pray for you. He can answer me. I say, tomorrow morning I will come back to visit you again. But uh, anytime, if you need me, you can ask a nurse, call me again, okay? He said, okay. Then I prayed for him. I left. Next early morning, 7.30 a.m., I went to hospital. First, in my office, I kneel down, pray for today. All the patients, I want to visit them. I pray for them. Then after that, first, I went to his room. When I get in the room, I just find out his bed is empty. I think, oh, he transferred to another room. So I went to nurse station. I asked the nurse, where is that, that person? I want to visit him. The nurse helped me to, to look at the chart. And the nurse talked to me. He said, Pastor, last night he passed away. I'm so shocked. Why? And I wept. In my heart, I have a voice talk to me. Ying. Why my brother? Yesterday afternoon, you have chance. You can save my brother. But right now, where is him? I'm so sad. I'm so sad. You know, brothers, sisters, I will encourage you. Don't miss any chance. Maybe today is last chance. You can share good news with somebody. Tomorrow, chance never come back. Yesterday afternoon, I can save this person. But I say, tomorrow. Just tomorrow. But tomorrow never come back. So we need to answer the coding from below. Okay? The first, from above. Second, from below. The third coding from inside. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul gave us his testimony. What Paul said? Paul said, woe to me if I'm not share gospel. If I share gospel, I got a reward. But however, the responsibility already gave to me. You know, since Paul turned his heart to Jesus, he always has a calling from his heart. So Paul gave us testimony. He said, in anywhere, any place, any time, any person, I want to share gospel, want to save somebody. So we can look, Paul, in in the market, down the street, or in the synagogue, or in, the, or in jail, or standing before the king, he never gave up the chance. He wanted to share gospel. 
every brother, sisters, once we believe in Jesus, everybody, we need to have the calling from our heart. Call us to share gospel, to save all people relate to us, to save all people around to us. Today is our chance. Don't wait until tomorrow. There's another time, in the new time, in the hospital, a nurse, another nurse called me. He said, hey, pastor, we are children ICU. We have a little girl, only five years old, just passed away. But her daddy hope pastor can come over, pray for their family. I said, okay. I went to children ICU. When I just get in, the father looked at me. He said, are you a pastor? I said, yes. He said, please, pray for us. My daughter just passed away. I said, yes, I will pray for you. But please share with me which church you belong to. And he looked at me. He said, no, 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 pastor, I'm non-Christian. I feel very strange. You are non-Christian. Why you ask a pastor to come over and pray for your family? And he opened the curtain. A very beautiful girl, five years old, just dead on the bed. And the father pointed out the girl. He said, Pastor, you know, she loved Jesus. She loved Jesus. She really touched my heart. And the daddy shared with me, when, they, when we stay in the hospital, he be, she believed in Jesus. But I don't know who the Jesus. But every evening, she asked me read the Bible for her. I really don't understand any word from the Bible. But when she learned, she will die very soon. She asked me, promise her. She said, Dad, promise me. If one day, if I die, you will invite a pastor. Come over, pray for me, pray for our whole family. So I promised her. So today, my daughter died. Please, pray for her. You know, this little girl, only five years old, but her testimony really touched my heart. Once she believed in Jesus, she wants to save her whole family. Even if she died, she never give up, right? So I kneeled down. I touched the girl. I said, Heavenly Father, you feel the mercy and the love. We love you. But today we lost a girl. We're really sad. But we understand. We believe in you. We have a hope. One day we can meet again in the heaven. Then I continue to pray for the family. When I say, in Jesus' name, amen, I find out the father kneeled down on the other side. And he hold my, reached my hand. He said, Pastor, teach me. I want to know Jesus. So I share Jesus' love with him. Immediately, he gave his life to Jesus. In that afternoon, in that afternoon, the little girl, two brothers, and uh, her mother also believe in Jesus. Thank God. God, through this little girl, saved her whole family. Because once she believed in Jesus, she had a calling from her heart. She wants to save her whole family. Today, when you have the calling, how long you believe in Jesus? When you have the calling, you know, this is also his heavenly father heart. You know what is heavenly father heart? Heavenly father love you, save you, wants you save all people relate to you. This heavenly father heart. In the Bible, you can find a lot of examples. Heavenly father choose one person, choose his whole family. 
How many fathers love one person, love his whole family? How many fathers save one person, save his whole family? Today, how many fathers save you? You need to have the calling. How many fathers will through me to save all people relate to me, all people around to me? This is the third calling. The number four, from outside. In Acts chapter 16, when Paul has meeting over there, they don't know next station where they need to go. They try to go that way, they find out Holy Spirit stopped them. They try to go that way, then find out the Jesus Spirit stopped them. But in the midnight, suddenly have a vision, a person from outside come to Paul, say, please come over to Macedonia to help us. When Paul has the vision from outside, the calling from outside, immediately he answered the calling. He made the decision, okay, we need to obey the calling, bring the gospel to Macedonia. You know, Paul answered the calling. It's very important calling. You know why? Because before Paul shared gospel only in Asia, but Macedonia belonged to Europe. He answered the calling, bring the gospel from Asia to Europe. This is the first foreign mission. This is the first foreign mission. You know, God called Paul, bring the gospel from Asia to Europe. Then gospel shared to whole Europe until 17th, 18th century. United Kingdom become very strong country. But thank God, they also sent a lot of missionaries to the whole world. Then gospel from Europe to the America. 19th, 20th century, United States become very strong country. Send God. We also send a lot of missionaries to the whole world. Then gospel from America to Asia. Today is what timing. We need to bring the gospel from Asia back to Jerusalem, right? But from Asia back to Jerusalem, you know, it's which part? It's a Muslim war, right? Last 40 years, Muslim grew up very fast. Right now, in Europe, every big city has Muslim temple. In the United States, every big city has Muslim temple. But I tell you, God loves us. Last 20 years, many, many our missionaries, mission organizations, they use a T4T. They train a lot of a lot Muslim people become Christian. Then train them, become the trainer, be a disciple. Muslim world, many places already changed. Already changed. In 2015, Grace and I were training in Bangladesh. Bangladesh, most is Muslim. And uh, there have a lady, name is Nasima. When she come over to join the training, she's very sick. And uh, she share with Grace. She say, you know, because our Muslim background, when I believe in Jesus, my husband every day beat me and many times push me down the street and want divorce with me. And my children, no anyone obey me. She's so sad. But Grace comforted her, pray for her, and train her. And after one year, 2017, uh, 2016, we went back to Bangladesh. So for, for the follow-up training. And they come back, and Nasima come. Totally different person, very strong 
and a healthy person. And he stand up, give the testimony. He said, thank God, last year, by myself, I can lead over 136 Muslims become Christian, including my husband. Thank God, right? Right now, my, my children in the school, everybody's 3A. And I've got very good, strong, healthy body. And for myself, I started 23 house church. My husband started another three house church. And you know, next month, my husband will resign his job, join my training team. Thank God. For us, it is impossible. But with God, nothing impossible. Thank God. Praise the Lord. You know, like Indonesia is the biggest Muslim population country. 250 million population. But you know, right now, in Indonesia, people use the T4T. Until right now, already over 25% population become Christian. Let me ask you, Austin, how many percent Christian? Somebody, somebody talk, talk to me, maybe 11 to 13. We're a Christian country. We're only 11, 13 percent. But they're Muslim country, over 25 percent. Even India, over 11 percent right now. You know, one of missionaries in Ethiopia, one day he needed baptized for 6,000 people, Muslim. You know, but we are here. Today, God called you. We need to answer the calling from above, from below, from inside, from outside. And today, God moved many, many different people groups come to our city. In your neighbor, how many African people? How many South American people? How many European people? How many Indian people? How many Asia people? East Asia people. You know, everybody become your neighbor. Right? You have chance. And your church this year already planned over four times for a mission trip. I hope you pray and answer the calling from the above, from below, from inside, from outside. Everywhere, call us. Go to share gospel. I hope today you answer the calling. Okay? Again, once Grace and I, we change our mind. We focus, train everybody to be a disciple, be a trainer, obey Jesus' great commission. Our life totally changed. You know, we still have some trouble. We're not very smooth. You know, 2019, Grace got a stroke. Doctor said, you need to stay in the hospital for one year. You cannot go. Before, next day, we will flew to India to training, but we cannot go. I say, oh, our, our training finished. But Grace talked to the doctor. I want, I want to go home. I want to go to travel to training. Doctor said, no, 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 one year. But after one day, doctor said, maybe six months. Then another day, doctor said, maybe one month. Then only stay in the hospital 10 days. She come out. She come out. You know, it's a miracle, right? The, only after 30 days, we, we fly, we, we flew, you know, to, to, train, to training, you know. And uh, last year, uh, uh, no, to, uh, to, to, uh, 2020, yeah, 
2020, 2020, I got triple bypass surgery, you know. Two times I went to the ER when I feel uncomfortable. Great semi ER. ER doctor say, go home, go home. Your, your, your stomach has problems. You know, you need to visit GI doctor. Then, but after two days, I feel uncomfortable. So Grace sent me to the ER again. The doctor said, I tell you to visit the GI doctor. Now go home. But Grace said, no. <laughs> so she saved my life. Yeah. And, and the doctor said, what do you need? She said, would you please use the angioplastic uh, to check, you know? Angiogram to check my husband. Then doctor say, okay, this evening I will check you. If nothing, you need to visit the GI doctor. We said, okay. But that evening when they gave me the check, only one minute, they say, you need a triple bypass. Before, the doctor say, your heart, 90% good. Promise you. He's, he's heart doctor. But after that, the doctor say, your heart, 90% is no good. <laughs> so, you know, who we can trust? Only trust God, right? In this book, have many, many our testimony and uh, teach you how to use the T4T step by step. And a lot also a lot of testimony, people use the T4T from the state, from the whole world. Their testimony here. I hope you... You know, because after 2015, we retired from IMB, from our mission organization. We, we need support. So we don't know how to make support. So, but, uh, but I hope if you can buy the book, can support us. Each book, 15 US stars. If you want to give more, support us, okay? If you want to learn long-term support, go to t4tglobal.org. You know, you can support us. But uh, most important is pray for us. Pray for us. Today, until now, Grace and I still with you together. We need to answer the calling. You know, God love you. God love Austin Ark. God will use every single one from your church, from your family. God still call us. Jesus coming back very soon. We don't know how long we can share the gospel. Maybe suddenly everything changed. Only one COVID, very small disease, can stop the whole world. You know, if we are not aware, today God still gave chance. Answer the calling. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Today we need to answer your calling. You call us from the heaven. Go. You call us from the below. Please save my family person. You call us from the, our heart. We want to share your love. We call us from outside. Many people talk to us. We need Jesus' love. Let us answer the calling. So right now, I will ask everybody. Today, you say, yes, I want to answer the calling. I want to share the good news with all people related to me. You raise hand. I will pray for you, okay? Thank, thank you. Anybody? You want to answer the calling? You raise your hand. Okay, thank you.
pray. Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you. You watch us. You look down us. We are nothing. But uh, you still love us. You still want to use us. You protect us. You provide us everything we need. Because we want to obey you. Once we obey you, you save us. You're blessing us. Thank you. Blessing this church. Blessing everybody in here. Because you love us so much. And we love you so much. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate you.